Like he looks like a fish. Like his face, it, it kind of <laughs> resembles something like a fish. And that got me thinking, like, if he's a variant, could he be like a fish variant? Welcome back to Unlimited. Before we get started, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video, check us out on Instagram as well at Unlimited Pod. I got a great guest today. We're going to be talking some Marvel with him. Um, UBC baseball player, Marvel fan, sports fan in general, big Jays fan, Nathan shoot, Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been following since you started and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's great to be on the podcast. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate all the followers and I appreciate that comment. So yeah, you, you reached out a while ago. I've wanted to get you on. I've, I've put your name down on a list of people that I had to get on. So it, it makes sense to, to get you on now. Um, so yeah, like I said, we're going to be focusing on some Marvel today, um, Loki, first three episodes, and uh, we're also going to talk a bit of WandaVision and probably some future MCU titles as well. Nathan's a big Star Wars fan. I am not, but I'm going to try and get a conversation going with Star Wars. I'll ask Nathan as many questions as I'm able to ask. Um <laughs> And then I feel like we'll talk a little bit of sports at the end because, like I said, Nathan, he's a UBC baseball player. I feel like I have to talk some baseball with you. It just makes sense. And then get your Stanley Cup predictions as well because why not? It's exciting times uh, for, for the NHL. So uh, let's start off with, with Loki. You binge-watched them all last night in preparation for this podcast. That I did. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the series so far then? I think out of the all of the uh, this mini series or whatever you want to call them that have come out, I think this is the best one so far. Like one division started off strong, but then it sort of petered off towards the end, and there was sort of like no conclusive ending. I really couldn't even get into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but this one has like a a very cool premise where he's where Loki's like stuck. Spoiler alert, by the way. Where he's <laughs> oh like, yeah, big spoiler alert for this <laughs> entire podcast. Because yeah, go watch the episodes if you haven't already. But yeah. Yeah, where he's just, he's stuck helping sort of the time police or whatever uh, whatever you want to call them. And uh, interesting how he's like, I don't know, it's just a cool premise. I don't uh, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen anything like it in, in any other MCU title so far. But um, let's go to Falcon and Winter Soldier quickly. Because you haven't, you haven't watched, or you watched a few of the episodes, I guess. And then you stopped. Yeah, what, I've watched what, the first a little bit. What didn't you like about it? Like, why did you stop watching? I don't know. I just found it like, I just found it to be like a little bit more like political. Like they were trying to make political statements as opposed to telling just quality superhero content That's and true. the the characters themselves. I'm like, they're right. sort of just two average dudes. Like there's no, they don't really have as good a backstory as the other Marvel uh, superheroes and all of that sort of stuff. So it's just sort yeah. of, it was just sort of flat for me and I could never really get into it. Yeah, I get that. I've heard that a lot, actually. And I, I would agree with with what your statement was. I would say Loki is probably the best one. And then I'd, I'd say WandaVision second and then Falcon and Winter Soldier third. Um, I will have to say the first episode of Loki, in my opinion, was the best one so far. I think they hit it out of the park with that one. Just the the backstory, how Loki got there, where he actually went with the Tesseract in Endgame. And yeah. then just setting up that story. I think also just sh- basically showing him his entire life was really cool especially yeah. the death scene and, and all that stuff um but in my opinion i think the episodes have gotten worse and worse i don't know I, if, if you 
agreed I'm with that or... to agree with you yeah like, really okay like like episode 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 three was sort of like every sort of show has those like filler episodes that one felt like a filler to me like yeah. there there was not much character development like the most character development had to have been in the first episode where he's like going through his life with a fine-tooth comb and he's like having a moral or he's having an like an epiphany about his life and all that sort of stuff so he's like I don't know like Loki as a girl I don't I don't really understand the premise or whatever at the point we are in the show right now uh-huh. but like the scenery and all that stuff is gorgeous oh, like amazing their world building is second to none they do a very good job of like of like using the Loki character in such a way that you don't mess up the timeline because he's actually supposed to be dead from Infinity War yes you're right yeah well because because he did mess up the timeline right and then that's why he got taken by the TVA but then apparently that that thing that they had that device that they put on the ground in episode one resets the timeline it like yeah. resets it so that Loki um, did not actually get pulled into the TVA and he just resumed in his normal sacred timeline slot or whatever it's yeah, kind of confusing then- to understand but I, I think I've I've sort of wrapped my head around it but also like there's this one moment that that I'm just completely tripped out about still. And I was talking to a couple of friends about it. Um, you know how in Endgame, um, so like after Loki takes the Tesseract, and then the the um, the aftermath of him doing that was Tony and Cap going to New Jersey to get the Tesseract from that uh, um, shield base, right? Yeah. Like, why would they do that? if that wasn't supposed to happen, right? Because they only did that because Loki took the Tesseract, which according to the TVA, Loki was not supposed to take the Tesseract. So were the Avengers not supposed to go back to the 1970s as well? Because they that's only a very did... Good, that's exactly. a very good point. I, like, I never, yeah. I never really considered it. Yeah, like... So unless... Um, un- like, the only way that I, I can see that working is, like, maybe right before the TVA reset that timeline... Cap and Tony had already gone back to the 1970s or something. So they were in a different timeline. I like maybe. I, I'm not sure. But but also yeah. I guess the only way around it would be they reset the timeline. Uh future Tony Stark and Captain America are already gone. And then Loki's in custody. Yeah, exactly. And That's the probably, Tesseract is still there. Yeah, that might be the only way to to get around that. But also, some people are just saying that, like, the TVA is is kind of just like an illusion, and it's not real. Even it's just I, three giant lizards that are that are kind of just like a myth. They they don't even exist. Yeah, um, I can I can believe that. Yeah, and yeah, we'll we'll get into to that stuff. But I guess just going back to like episode three now. Um, what did you think of, of that episode? It's a bit it's a bit of a shorter one. It's like forty three minutes. And, yeah. Yeah. Lots of story um, building, like in terms of um, Sylvie and Loki's character. They had a lot of yeah. conversations between the two of them. And I think it, it was kind of just like that filler episode, like you said. But what did you yeah. think of the, just that episode? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really understand. I don't really get like their chemistry. Like, it seems like they have chemistry, but like, is she like a full, is she fully a Loki or, or whatever? Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't quite wrapped my head around the premise of like, how Loki becomes a girl if like 
Loki was always a guy in the sacred timeline and they only branch off from the sacred timeline. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gets confusing. But, like in, in the first episode, if you look at like Loki's file, it says his gender as um as fluid. So that means that he is a boy oh. and a girl in like different but then again, like in the sacred timeline, he is always a boy, right? He's yeah. always male. So that doesn't really make sense. But yeah. um, like, where unless... did this Sylvie character exactly come from? That's that's kind of what we we still haven't gotten an answer to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like the I feel like the reveal, like I feel like they could have put off the reveal longer for who the variant that they're fighting is. Because like yeah. the first episode makes them out to the first and like the beginning of the second episode make them out, make this person out to be like this crazy, scary villain, and then it's sort of just like, it sort of just seems like a regular person who's like good at fighting. So, exactly, exactly, it's just another Loki. <laughs> it's another Loki. Nothing too scary yeah. about about that. But um, I mean, like in the eyes of the TVA this variant is really powerful and she's trying to basically take down the TVA, I guess. Like we saw her break into the TVA in this episode. I think her plan is to kind of um, like get into the, the TVA, the timekeepers like chamber or wherever they are, like on a secret floor or like a, a different room of the TVA that they're hidden in and I guess kill them essentially and, and maybe take over and, and rule the TVA instead. Um, but I'm, I'm sure we're kind of like in WandaVision, you know how in, in episode eight, there was like a bunch of flashbacks to kind of like how everything started. Yeah. I think we're going to get something similar in this one because um, yeah. like we're, we got to have to know like Sylvie's childhood, like exactly how she got to the TV or how she first knew about the TVA in the first place, why this plan of hers um, came into action. Um, yeah. And then also like the big reveal with this episode is that, all the TVA workers are variants, but they yeah, don't know. But they don't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. I I, I cannot but, believe that. But that seems like that seems very counterintuitive for how Loki knows he's a variant, but all the other ones don't know they're a variant. So like, what makes what makes him so special when like the TVA has to come pick you out of the timeline and then reset it? So wouldn't everybody know that they're that they that they're a variant or i guess there's some timekeeper nonsense going on there yeah um well what is i think it has something to do with with being reset like loki when he got taken into the tv he wasn't reset at all but what does reset even mean like does that mean like just straight up killing them or does that mean like wiping your memory because mm -hmm. i feel like the tva like all the the workers in the tva probably just were variants that the timekeepers brought in but their their memories are completely wiped so or like they're very like vague like you know how in in the second episode like mobius was talking about like jet skis and stuff so maybe like he does have some memory from his past life like doing something like at a beach with jet skis but he doesn't actually know that that he's a variant because um the timekeepers or whatever wiped his mind like as soon as he got there or something like that yeah, that makes sense like he's just like a fragmented He's just a fragmented of his actual timeline self. Yeah. And so he only remembers like the the few things, I guess, that they let him remember. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good point. It's I don't know. I like so it's still early connections. in the show, so we kind of yeah. gotta like 
wait and see what happens. But mm-hmm. this thing's gonna end fast. There's only three more episodes. It's only it's only a six episode show. I can't believe that. Yeah, they they seem to be trying to turn out as many different types of TV shows, short movies, like all that sort of stuff, like as quickly as possible. Yeah, there's quick turnaround. Yeah, and then Black Widow's coming out in like a couple weeks too. So I guess they just want to get it done before then. I think yeah. it it'll end like the same week or something. But um, yeah, because yeah. I think I. I think I heard they're releasing like something every week that is like their strategy till like October or whatever. Really? I, I think hmm. that's what I heard. Or maybe that was more for when WandaVision first came out and they were releasing something every week. They might yeah. get a bit of a hiatus. I don't know. I think the next uh, like TV show is called What If? And that's that's like an animated one. I don't know when that's being released, but maybe it comes out right after Loki. Um, but uh, so. I know the the um, I don't think he's a villain. He's kind of like the narrator in that show. It's called he's called the Watcher. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, I'm not I'm not fully invested in the comics. So I I haven't been invested in the comics either. But I think he 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 basically just watches over everything. And I wonder if if he has anything to do with with uh, the timekeepers at all. Because if the timekeepers are like so high up in in power, where is the Watcher? Like, is he above them? Is he below them? So yeah. there might be some tie in to, to the what if show um, in this one. But uh, how yeah, do you? I would, li- yeah. I would like to see more tie ins to other things. Cause like WandaVision, it was like some one of the last episodes trailer. At the end of the trailer, you have Doctor Strange sort of cameo in the trailer. And then you watch the entire series and he's nowhere to be found. And in it's the like, trailer? That's a big... yeah, it was. It was either the finale or the episode before the finale. If you watch the trailer, Doctor Strange is in it. No way. In the trailer? Doctor Strange is in the trailer? Yeah. Oh. And then then he's just nowhere to be seen in that. So I don't know if that that was a mistake on their part or if there was stuff that they put in that they decided not to put in. But yeah, yeah, like having... They need to do, I think, a better job of connecting to the future of the MCU instead of just going back... To all the source material they already have, but like the Infinity Stone stuff, you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that was very good though. When when he goes in, he's like, "Give me the Tesseract, or I'll murder you." Yeah, and then there's like he's just got, got a drawer got like a full fish. of yeah, yeah, and then he's just got a drawer full of Infinity Stones. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my God, I'm never getting out of here." <laughs> I wonder if Thanos was was able to get into the TVA at some point, like a Thanos variant <laughs> or something. But uh, no, I I agree with what you're saying. Like, um, I think Kevin Feige's plan with all these TV shows is to like, um, like keep them separated as much from from the movies, so that the people who just watch the movies aren't that confused. I think that's what he said, like in one of his quotes. But uh, like that the Doctor Strange thing that you brought up, I didn't see him in the trailers, but apparently, um, in the second last episode. Do you remember the Nexus commercial with the the doctor and and like the medicine that that he handed yes. to that lady? Apparently, yes. that doctor was supposed to be Doctor Strange, like Benedict Cumberbatch. But oh. they but they decided to take him out last second because they thought that it would draw too much away from Wanda's story, and it would mm-hmm. everybody would just focus on Doctor Strange too much. Um, but I guess apparently, apparently, Doctor Strange was the person who was making all those commercials though. And like, as, as messages to Wanda. Oh. So like, so like he had a bigger part in it than we thought, um, but they just decided to remove the cameo at the end. Oh. So 
I mean, the cameo would have been good though, because it's like, because like he's like the most powerful sorcerer. So it's like if he's just like keeping an eye out and he's sort of like, like the cameo would be like he's there, but he's not there. Sort of, I think you would like it would yeah. give the impression to the audience, but. I mean, I think throughout watching the series, we kind of assume that like Doctor Strange has to know what's going on. Like he has yeah. to. He's like he protects reality. Like this is Wanda breaking reality. He must know about the hex. Um, yeah. But why didn't he get involved? I guess we're gonna find out in in Doctor Strange too because um, yeah. it's called in the Multiverse of Madness, and also like Elizabeth Olsen is is in that movie as well. So oh, um, she's. That yeah, she's on the uh, on the cast for that. She's on the cast for that, yeah, she's gonna play a pretty big role, I, I'd imagine. So um, we're gonna get some answers for sure in that one. But uh, let, let's hop back to Loki for a second. I will touch more on Wandavision later. But um, at the end of this episode, they tried to um, basically prevent that like ship from um, from being destroyed, but didn't work out. They did not get there in time. I don't know how they were gonna plan on on saving it in the first place like just the two yeah, of them with their too, magic they're like, moving too slow to get on yeah, that ship before, they're just uh, running like you, you gotta like uh the, none of them can fly unfortunately but yeah they were just running like that there's no way you're gonna be able to stop it um but uh how do you think that they are gonna survive that apocalypse on lamentus because clearly they they survive right probably <laughs> yeah it's I, like the the most plausible answer that I was thinking of when I was watching the show is the TVA shows up and apprehends them because they messed something up in the timeline that right. the TVA had to come in and fix. So I guess maybe somebody got off the planet that wasn't supposed to get off the planet and the TVA has to show up. But that seems like a bit of a leap in logic because uh, like well, there's nothing that there's nothing that really alludes to that in the episode. That's true. But, Unless like um sylvie and loki just come to to an agreement that like hey let's let's mess up something even more so that the tva show up so that we can be saved and not die yeah, and then and then they just get arrested or something yeah because the arc was the only way off the planet so they can't like they can't escape the the disaster yeah so the only way would be because the tva can be anywhere the tva yeah. has to come pick them up but I guess unless they fix that like ten pad that they were talking about. Yeah, that seemed like a that seemed like a weird like like story for the episode. I don't know. Yeah, like, it was so weird. Like you like the ten pad was the whole point of the episode, and then you just get to the end and like Loki fell on it. Yeah. Do you think that was an it? illusion though? Like, do you think Loki actually broke it, or do you think he could have just been like using an illusion spell to show Sylvie that it was dead, so that they. I don't know, grow closer together or something, or he gets more information from her. It could it could be a possibility. Yeah, like he is the he is the god of mischief. So it's like everything everything we see could be an illusion. So it's like you don't. I think that's that's part of the fun is you don't know if he's actually being sincere. Or you don't know if they're actually working together or if he's got some. If there's like a plan on top of a plan on top of another plan, it, yeah. I don't know. We'll just have to like wait and see. But I would love to see like a huge reveal at the end where it's like they go back and they like, and he like talks about how he, how he had like this scheme that ends up he knew exactly what he was doing the whole time and yeah, 
he said in in the second episode i think like i'm 10 steps ahead of you mobius or like he was talking yeah. to mobius and he said he's like 10 steps ahead of you like yeah he does have a plan he definitely has a plan um yeah. but uh yeah i don't know um also the uh in the first episode when he was looking at those infinity stones the one that he picked up was a time stone um so who knows what he did with that stone did he put it in his pocket or did he just drop it back into the drawer but yeah. i could see maybe another situation where they end up using the time stone to reverse time and they actually do get that ship to lift off and and they're saved that would be that's pretty a, sick that's a good point that's i didn't even like i didn't even think of that i mean yeah, that, like i guess it's risky though i don't know cuz that yeah, would cause definitely can... cause the tva to show up though yeah, because you can't, I imagine you can't use the Infinity Stones when you're in the TVA. No. So if he like swiped one, now he's like in reality. So like the Time Stone would be useful. Yep. And then. But uh, yeah, I was thinking last night as well, like, how do you end up even using the Time Stone? Like physically use use it, like use the stone. Because Than when Thanos used it, he had the gauntlet and he was able to like well snap in the first place but then also if he just wanted to use the time stone he would like clench his finger or something i guess to use yeah. it um and then doctor strange like would do the spell with his hands to use the time yeah, stone he's... how does loki use the time stone <laughs> i don't understand that yeah i i guess it's more plausible if he uses it more than like tony stark who's just like a regular just like a regular joe so i don't know if he's got some right magic ability to make it work or he's got something he can use for that um i guess we'll just we'll just have to wait and see that's a good theory though i'm gonna keep that in the back pocket for when he i'm can, watching he, the next episodes he can just like turn sylvie into an infinity gauntlet or something <laughs> <laughs> and then just put her on his hand and then just use it i don't yeah i'm not sure or he can just uh turn someone into dr strange i, I have no idea but that would be a pretty <laughs> sick scene if, if that does happen um because yeah i don't really know how else they can they can get out because that moon is is going to hit the planet very hard yeah. Yeah. so um yeah 2077 so we're gonna have to wait 70 years to actually see <laughs> that in the current mcu <laughs> um if there's no, we only have to wait 50 for that uh store in alabama to get wiped out or was it right. alabama uh uh yeah i think so like that rocks cart yeah yeah <laughs> yeah somebody has to make that in the future yeah um but yeah 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 the biggest reveal was definitely that the tva workers are variants um i need to hear some of your theories about who mobius could be a variant of because there's some wild ones on like twitter people are saying that that he's just a loki variant as well um but who do you think mobius could be a variant of yeah, see the ones the ones that you see on like Twitter or you'll see on like Reddit or whatever, like are like really out there. Yeah. I, a part of me just thinks he's just a regular Joe and they he's like just a good character who was a detective or something in his past in his regular life, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have any any big plans around him. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Like I I don't think it, it really has anything to do with his look. Like, I don't think he's going to look like someone that we already know in the MCU because with Sylvie and Loki, they don't look anything alike, obviously. Um, so I think Mobius's characteristics kind of resemble 
like a maybe like a Nick Fury almost. Mm-hmm. Like, could he be a Nick Fury variant? I don't know. Probably not. That's probably far fetched. But I don't think he's a Loki variant though. Like, he doesn't. No. He doesn't have that mischievous like aspect to him, and he can't do if any he, magic or. If he's a Loki variant, why would he hire another Loki to hunt down a Loki variant? Well, like, he doesn't know that though. He doesn't know he's a Loki variant. That's true. But that just <laughs> seems like. That seems much. very convoluted. Yeah, it's like wow, what there. a coincidence! Like, I'm a Loki variant too. I, yeah, I just don't, I don't see that happening either. Um, um, who else? Like Renslayer, um, like her character, who who tried to kill Loki and and Sylvie, um, yeah. in, the, in the TVA. Like, I don't think she's a variant either. I think she might. I think she might be one of the few people in the TVA that were actually like like um brought in by the timekeepers i guess because she seems pretty high up so she and it seems like she knows some information that the other workers don't yeah so she's like an inside person yeah so maybe she has some some more power i don't really know if she's a variant or not but i don't know we could could be wrong what about um casey the uh the guy who loki threatened to to gut like a fish you think you think he's a, a variant of someone we know? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I think no. he's just I think he's just that like I think he's like that comic relief. I think that's that's like his character role is like whenever they need some goofy scene to happen or whatever, they bring him in. Right. Like, I was, it was it was pretty comedic when he's like um, That's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll cut you like a fish. I I was watching like, I was watching the first episode with with Jay and and when when we were watching it, um, I said uh, like he looks like a fish, like his face it it kind of <laughs> resembles something like a fish, and that got me thinking like if he's a variant, could he be like a fish variant? Like in another <laughs> in another uh, reality, he's actually a fish or a fisherman or something like that. That'd be hilarious. Like it, if he was actually a fisherman and now he says that he doesn't know what, what, what a fish is. Yeah, um, that would be. And then, and then the, the tie in with Mobius on the jet ski, like imagine that, like we see a scene at the end of Mobius, like on the jet ski and like Casey's like swimming with him or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. We need to see that at the end. Um, but uh yeah. So yeah, you've liked the show so far. It's going to be good. What What are your expectations for, I guess, the future episodes now? We got three left. How do you see this thing kind of going and, and wrapping up? I see them, well, obviously they're going to have to X mock another way out of, uh, out of getting off that planet. Yeah. But I, I could see Loki and Sylvie somehow finding their way to the timekeepers. And then there's like a big revelation of their if they're real or not or their existence or what they actually do or whatever and then i could see them being like a duo who like works who like works with the tva or is a part of the tva or whatever at the end okay and then that sort of wraps up loki's arc and then might see him occasionally in other mcu products but i don't know like it's a it's a very wide thing there's a very wide amount of things that you can do with his character so um i don't really know so you so you think by the end of the series the tva will still be like a thing they'll still be standing and they won't they won't end up being like some 
just illusion made up thing. Like there will be a TVA by the end of this series. Yeah, I think so. I think the TVA, like the the TVA seems too powerful for it to just like cease to exist by the end of, of the, uh, of the show. Mm -hmm. There, there is definitely something fishy about the TVA though, for sure, for sure. Especially if like the workers themselves don't know that they're variants. So someone is keeping that secret from them. Yeah. So uh, there, I, I feel like it, it's going to get compromised in some way. And I don't know if it's going to completely fall apart, but um, I think there's a Loki season two that's in the works. So, oh, so there will probably be the TVA that, that continues unless there's like a, a bigger threat or bigger organization that, that comes into play for a season two. Um, but yeah, I, I'm starting to think that like, I think it's, it's kind of going to be like a wizard of Oz thing where like we expect the, the timekeepers to be like some big powerful, um, person. And then they just end up being like, maybe they're just statues. Like they're, they're dead. Like the TVA, the timekeepers are actually dead. They're, they're, they have statues because they died a long time ago. And now Renslayer is like the leader of them or something like that. Oh, I could see that where they're just like, it's just like a, it's like a cult following or whatever you want to call it. It's a, like it's yeah. their legacy and they exactly. just uphold it, but they don't tell anybody. Like the idea of them being alive is much stronger than just their memory or their legacy. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it, it's probably going to end, end like that. But do you think like in terms of Loki's storyline now, could we see him back in the current MCU timeline at all or does that just go against like the tv the time keepers plan in the first place i guess unless loki just escapes and and goes back to his original timeline i guess after infinity war and then he joins thor in in like 2024 but uh, or or do you think he's just dead dead like he's he's not coming back to the current timeline I think in terms of like the physical threats, like the Spider-Man movies and all that sort of stuff, I think you're never, he's not going to be in like the, the Peter Parker timeline, but I could see him like, like with the new Dr. Strange, like the multiverse of madness movie coming out. Like I could see, I could see him maybe making an appearance in that or have some role to play in that. Um, But in terms of like life, just chilling on earth, I don't, I don't see him coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think, I think his storyline kind of came to a, a nice conclusion, just going from like strictly a villain to somewhat of a nice guy by the end of um, Ragnarok and in the beginning of Infinity War. Um, yeah. And it, it seems like Marvel's not ruining his storyline by doing this series as well. And hopefully, like his arc has a nice end to it by the end of, I guess, this season or season two. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it so far. I'm hoping that episode four is a lot better than the last one because, like I said, I think they are going a bit downhill from the first one. But yeah. I, I think episodes four, five, and six will be pretty pretty jam packed, and there's going to be a lot going on. So yeah, that um, seems to be with most TV shows. Like the pilot and like the first like couple episodes are like very good, and then you sort of you have to get through all of like the stuff to get to the climax. And a lot of times you get lost in all this other stuff where you just sort of have filler. Yeah. When, when you look back at the end of the series, you're like, oh, it doesn't seem as necessary as they made it out to be. But yeah, Yeah. hopefully, hopefully four, five, and six are absolute bangers. And (laughs) 
I think they will be. Yeah. Yeah. Is so this I'm the a- end of phase four or? This is the start of phase four. Yeah. WandaVision kicked off start of phase four. So what, what's the last part phase, of phase four? The last part of phase four? Yeah. That, that hasn't been determined yet. I think it's oh. probably like the Fantastic Four or whenever that's coming out in like- Oh, okay. So we're just like in it. We're in it. We're in it right now. We're in the- th- we, It just got started with WandaVision. So I, I think like this phase is probably going to have something to do with, with the multiverse, obviously. And, and like yeah. Doctor Strange is going to be a big title and Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be a big title. Um. But I, I don't think this phase is going to wrap up with an Avengers movie yet. Uh, it could, but the, there's no like title been announced for an Avengers five or anything like that. No, I, they have a lot of they have a lot of like gaps to bridge right now because like all of your all of your staple characters pretty much are gone. Like your Captain America, your Iron Man, like all of those guys are uh, are gone, and then Black you sort Widow. of have you sort of have all these other characters that are wrapping up their arc and then you pretty much have to turn the whole thing over and start fresh. So like I know Shang-Chi, the Eternals. And then like, I'm assuming Spider-Man doesn't have too many movies left unless Marvel wants to milk that character. Yeah, probably not. Cause apparently that movie as well as like, it's a Sony movie. So I don't really know how much control the MCU or like Marvel studios has on that movie. I've heard rumors that like after this one, like Peter Parker might just hop over to like the Sony verse and join like Venom and, and all those characters over there. So I hope that doesn't happen. Cause I, I want to see Tom Holland, Spider-Man in an, a, another Avengers movie for sure. And yeah. like be one of the leaders of the Avengers. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the, that's yeah. the problem with the, the corporate interest is you sort of, they bought so they bought Spider-Man so many years ago now and they got yeah. him on lockdown. They just got to buy him back, you know? Hopefully after Black Widow, the numbers just go up again and and they have enough money to, to purchase uh, Spider-Man from Sony. But Yeah, problem is, is that like, they won't sell him because he's like, yeah. he's worth so much money. For sure, yeah. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit of WandaVision. Um, a couple months ago, it was a great show, um, but there, there were a ton of questions by the end of it um, with White Vision um wanda's end credit scene uh her kids stuff like that uh i guess we'll start off with with white vision he came into the ep- into the series during the final episode and he got his memories all back from the hex vision and now he just kind of shot up into the sky and we don't know where he went so yeah where do you think he went that's kind of the money question I think because like when Hex Vision and White Vision, they were having those like that like philosophical discussion. Yeah. I think like he's like he's more human or humanoid now than he's ever been. So he's less robot. So I think he I think he's gone off to like ponder uh like his existence in the world or like what what he, what he's supposed to do. And then I imagine he'll meet back up with with Wanda at some point but I don't know like he's sort of I feel like they kind of waste like they had that really good scene where they were talking about like the ship and if the you replace all the boards in the ship is it still the same ship yeah and then he kind of just flies away and they kind of like wasted I think like a good opportunity to have some like reconciliation with Wanda or whatever but I mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the slightest clue as to where he went I guess so 
I, but yeah, like you said, I think they're going to meet up again, though. And there will be that conversation that they have between the two of them at some point down the road. Yeah. Maybe in, in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, potentially, or just a future Avengers movie and, and stuff like that. But um, I think it will take some time for him to like get those same feelings back for Wanda, especially because they haven't, they haven't really talked like the the only time that they they saw each other was when White Vision like put his hands on Wanda's head at the beginning of of that episode and like tried to kill her. So like yeah. that's not a good uh thing a good start to their relationship. No. But <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think there is a situation where they could could get back together though in in the future movies. So yeah. um yeah, I don't know really know where he went like I think I was saying like a while back that he might have just gone up to like space with Nick Fury potentially maybe he's he's looking for answers up there um yeah maybe he's just gone to i don't know actually like new york like uh like the avengers compound but even oh that's destroyed so he can't go there um (laughs) i'm not sure i really don't know where he could have gone because because there's no cap there's no tony maybe he went to go see hulk because he was the one who who basically made him. Maybe he wants more answers from him. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know, but uh, we'll we'll find out in future titles. Do you think Wanda has gone like full evil now? Because in the second end credit scene, we saw her reading the Dark Hold, and the Doctor Strange music was playing over top of that as well, which might make her seem like the villain in the upcoming Doctor Strange movie. Um, do you think that she's gone evil or do you think she's still good or I think during that whole series she got like exposed to like the darker side of of her abilities and she got that book from um who is the Ag- main villain in that Agatha Yeah got it from her and I think she's more just exploring it um but I could see it like somehow going wrong and that scene is how the Doctor Strange movie starts or whatever like she creates an alternate timeline or something of that nature. And she has to work together with Dr. Strange, but I don't think, I don't think she's going down that path. I I hope not. Like some people want her to, to go like, like, and become the main villain. But I, I like, I like Wanda as, as the good character and the good Avenger. But yeah, um, like she's, she's such a complex character. Like yeah. it's, it would seem like, it would seem like a waste for her to be, partially the villain in age of Ultron and then sort of have a few redeeming qualities, but she's not quite there yet. And then she had to learn a whole lot about herself in her TV show. Yeah. Just to have her revert back. To That's true. Yeah. Wanting to turn the whole system over. Like that just doesn't seem. Yeah. That seems then, like a waste of a good character. Exactly. And then go through like another story arc about redemption once again. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't see them doing that as well. No. So. But I do think Wanda, like you said, could cause like the main problem in Doctor Strange, the multiverse yeah. of madness. Because I think like we hear her kids calling her at the end of that end credit scene. So I think that's gonna cause her to probably go out and, and search for her kids in probably another timeline or another reality using the dark hold and everything that she's learned from the from that book. And she's going to do something by accident again, I would say, like she did creating the hex. Um, and then Doctor Strange is going to have to come in. And um, I, I, there could be a, a battle between the two of them at first, because 
I think Wanda's like mission in this movie will be to find her kids. And maybe Doctor Strange is going to try and stop her from doing that. So there will be a bit of like conflict between the two. But hopefully yeah. by the end, they're both able to, to come together and, and work things out. And there's probably like someone bigger as the villain in this in this one as well i would yeah. i would imagine um have you seen you saw the first doctor strange i guess right oh yeah yeah so like like, I, like a dormammu figure or something like yeah that, that they have to year of worlds or destroyer of timelines or something of of that nature and i'm, I'm sure there's probably going to be some source material from comic books that they're going to pull and take pieces out of and take good parts of those characters but yeah, who do you got in a fight, Wanda or Doctor Strange? Wanda, easy. <laughs> Wanda? No, see, Wanda. I'm taking I'm taking the Doctor Strange. I'm taking really. Yeah. Why? Why are you taking Doctor Strange? He I doesn't have the time like, stone as well. <laughs> yeah, but like I I just think he's like he's ah oh, maybe Wanda's maybe so right. powerful. Like he yeah. she, she uh, basically killed like she didn't kill thanos but she was going to kill thanos if not for him yeah. raining fire she um, is kind of op yeah but I, but I feel like she's easily manipulated so i feel like dr strange could exploit something about her and maybe because dr then, strange doesn't really care like he's not he's not as much of a sentimental person as like she is so like that's true. Just just get in her head and then it's over. Like yeah. she she just but but okay. once she gets angry though, that's even worse, I think. That's true. So. She can she can create another reality. She has she has a lot more power than Doctor Strange, that's for sure. But yeah, I mean Doctor Strange is one actually no, she 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 is better than Wanda. She, she is better than Doctor Strange. That's confirmed. Because you know how in, in WandaVision, like when Agatha was opening up that book, um, she said that the Scarlet Witch has more power than the Sorcerer Supreme. So and Wanda is the Scarlet Witch. Oh, so, that is right. So it, it's facts. It's factual that Wanda would probably beat Doctor Strange in in a fight. Poor Doctor Strange. Yeah, but, I still uh, like his character though. Benedict oh yeah, I like as, Oh yeah, he's great as Doctor Strange. Is excellent. In the in the Doctor Strange and credit scene, I forget his name. I think it's like Moto. I think something the the black character who was like. Uh, who was helping Doctor Strange at first and yes. then kind of turned bad on him. Um, at, at the end, he said, like, no more sorcerers or something. Like, uh, he wants no more sorcerers in the world. So maybe he's going to be the villain of Doctor Strange too. Very uh, possible. Something like that, yeah. I don't know. Um, and do you think Wanda's kids are still alive? Or do you think that was kind of just like an illusion thing that she was hearing? At the I end? think that's an illusion thing. Really? I, think, okay. I think I think she may in the MCU. I think she may end up with kids in some capacity, but she's gonna have to go through a lot more suffering to get to that happy ending at the end. So, no, really? but from the show, I think they're they're done. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that too. Yeah, I, I don't I haven't heard like what the the exact cast is gonna be yet for Doctor Strange too. So I don't know if those kid actors are gonna be in it. But uh, I, I don't think Marvel is going to completely, like, wipe out those characters, though, because, like, Wiccan and Speed are pretty big characters in the comics. And, uh, like, they, they could be a part of, like, the Young Avengers, if that's ever a thing. So maybe they are still alive. And maybe by the end of this movie, they are back in the current MCU. I don't know. Could, yeah. could, be, could be possible. Um, 
but yeah, I think, I think that'll do it for WandaVision. Um, I'll get your quick thoughts on the Shang-Chi and Eternals trailers. Um, not that much information going on there yet, but I think there's actually a Shang-Chi trailer coming out tonight as well, which is, it's going to be pretty big. Um, maybe watching that. Nothing on Spider-Man No Way Home yet. But uh, how did you find the first Shang-Chi trailer? I, I think it's, I think they're going to knock, I, th- I think they're going to knock that one out of the park. Like, I think they're going to like, I think they have, they obviously have enough resources and I think they're being, I think they're going to be particularly careful about making Shang-Chi very well done. That's going to be an excellent movie. Like there's, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, like they, they, they seem to be going into more of that diversity element. Not that Shang Chi's not a bad uh, superhero to have, like in the Marvel comics or whatever. Yeah. But I think they're gonna pay particular close attention, and I think the end product will be good. The Eternals, I think, is gonna flop. I, uh, I don't really see. Eternals gonna flop. Yeah, I could see that happening too. Honestly, um... kid kid actors are just tough, man. Like kid actors are like the good ones are a dime a dozen, and when you have so many of them. Like you see it in like the power. Who are the kid movie. actors? Like, there's only I think one, isn't there in, in Eternals? Aren't Who they the all like actors? very young though? They're like. No, no, no. They're they're older. Like like how young are you talking here? Like teenagers. Like, like no, like early twenties. I don't think so. Maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong. Eternals cast. I, I know like there's one character, who's pretty young, but I think the rest of them are. Are pretty established like you got angelina jolie um salma hayek I'm, richard I'm madden thinking, i must be thinking of another movie yeah maybe um there just seems like there just seems like a lot of them to like have all of them have good story arcs oh oh and for sure like like, yeah. it, like it just seems like it might be a muddled mess like the avengers took a long time to develop like even the first avengers came after must have been four four setup movies to get to that point, and then you're just yes. gonna have all of these brand new people team up together. Yeah, in like one go. Like it's gonna, I, be, it's gonna be tough. And where were they all this time too? We're gonna need answers. Like why yeah. didn't they step in during Infinity War or Endgame? Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think it's gonna be a lot of like flashbacks to like uh, like before like 2008, I guess, like before the first Iron Man movie, like. Because these these people were like the very first people on Earth, I think. Like they were created by the Celestials, I believe, or the Eternals came before the Celestials. I'm not I'm not too sure on that. Um, but they're basically gods, and I guess we'll get a ton of backstory uh, to how they came about. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see like how they all mesh with each other. Because I think there's like at least ten of them. I think there's at least ten Eternals. Um, so we'll we'll see how they mesh. But I really like the actors in it. I think they'll do a good job. They're a bunch of like Oscar-winning actors, um, and I, I like the trailer too. It was nothing like too like revealing, I guess. No. But uh, I mean, the aesthetic of it looks okay. But I could I could also see it flopping if if people don't like it. But but like, it's tough because like we haven't seen any of these new char- we haven't seen any of these characters in the MCU before, so it's always tricky bringing in um, new characters, especially a lot of them yeah. at once. Yeah, like the problem Marvel has now is the MCU is so big that whenever they bring out a new product, it's always going to be, we're going to compare that movie to the Avengers or we're going to compare that movie to like the first Iron Man movie or whatever. So like 
like the movies themselves that might actually be quite good but then when you do the comparison between that and the already well-established avenger or marvel movie like it just might not be up to snuff or whatever or like the people that grew up watching the first iron man movie to avengers endgame like are a lot older now so they need to get a lot of that younger demographic now too so they, they're in a weird they're in a weird position right now because like they're bridging the gap between everything that's new with all of the old characters yeah it's a weird transition phase but yeah I, I think what they could do to really like um have a smoother transition is to have like characters that we saw in the infinity saga in these new movies so like yeah. in shang chi there's a scene in san francisco have scott lang in a scene or two or yeah. or at least a mention of him or, or something because that would make sense to do in the eternals i think we might get like a thanos appearance like a baby thanos apparently in that movie so i think oh. that might help the transition as well um but yeah, I mean, if they, if they work out and I, th- I think at least Shang-Chi will work out. I think Shang-Chi is kind of on the same level as like a, a Black Panther in terms of the diversity and the culture shift of the yeah. MCU. And like Shang-Chi as well in the comics, I think he's one of the best like hand-to-hand fighters. Um, I'd love to see like a Captain America versus him fight, but I don't think we're ever going to get to see that. Um, no, he's lived his life. Yeah, he's lived his life. Who knows where he is now? Um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for both of them. I'm really excited for the Spider-Man No Way Home one as well, especially if, like, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in it, but it's not confirmed. Yeah, yet. I did. I was reading some theories about that. Like, they're going to bring them all. They're going to, like, amalgamate them all. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen. Also, uh, there's also uh, an Into the Spider-Verse sequel coming, too. Oh, is there? Okay. Which, which should be dope. I haven't seen the first one. I, I did not. You, see you haven't seen one. Into the Spider Verse? No. Well, I need put, to watch put, it. put that on the list of something <laughs> to watch. It is an excellent movie. Yeah, I should definitely watch it. That's with um, who's the who's like the Spider Man character in that? Like, Miles Morales. Name? Miles Morales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch that. That yeah. is a yeah, is it's that... a visually stunning movie, and like it tells a very good story. And it's like it's a short watch too. It's only like an hour and a half, so it's not uh, okay. It's not a huge time commitment, but definitely worth a watch. Is that is that Sony that that made that? It's not it's not Marvel Studios. I, I don't know. Uh, I think let's it's see here. I think it's on Disney Plus, or maybe on Netflix. I don't even know. Yeah, it's a Sony. Sony. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll actually watch that soon. I think I need I need more more Marvel stuff to watch, so I'll definitely watch that. Uh, yeah. All right, let's yeah. let's talk uh, some Star Wars, or yes, if you want to talk some Star Wars, because I don't know oh. Star Wars, but I I watched like the first I think three episodes of the Mandalorian, and I don't know why, but I I just stopped and I kind of yeah. got bored of it. But like. I probably could have kept going, but I just got busy or something. Maybe I'll get back into it at some point. But is that series like done now, or are there, are yeah. there still more? That's done. Mandalorian season one is over. Um, it finished up just at the sort of Marchish, if I remember correctly. Season one? I thought there was like three seasons. No. No, no, just season one. Okay. Um, but there, the, season two is already in the works, and then we've got another spinoff on that of the book of boba fett right and right, so right. Okay. star wars is full steam ahead right now and they're churning out excellent products like 
uh, a lot of people don't even want them to make movies anymore because their TV shows are just so much better and just so much better world, world building. I heard I'm that a- um, in like 2025 or something, Taika Waititi is going to make a movie about Star Wars as well. The guy who uh, who did Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that would be uh, pretty epic. Yeah, they got to step so, up their movie game. <laughs> oh, the, the, the sequels after the original trilogy were awful. Right, right. Like just not even worth a watch. It's just like big slap in the face to Star Wars fans. And I'm like, I've consumed pretty much every uh, TV and movie product that Star Wars has come out. And uh, they're just awful. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm big into the Star Wars. I know it's not for everybody, but I just... I love getting immersed in that and they've got so much cool stuff you can watch. I heard, I think it was the the last episode of the Mandalorian. There was like a pretty big cameo. Yeah. Um, Luke Skywalker, I believe, right? He, he was in and the same character that played him in the movies, right? Yep. Yep. So like, how, how was that? Like, how was that reaction for you seeing, seeing that? And were you expecting it or was it just completely catching you off? Oh, uh, no, I would, I was pretty expecting it when you, oh, have, really? like, when you have a force sensitive baby Yoda, uh looking character it seems only fitting for the timeline to have uh to have a luke skywalker show up and and uh take him to be trained to become a jedi and in that sort of stuff oh so that's so, what happens at the end so that's a big spoiler he, he takes yeah. he, he just takes baby yoda and then what happens to like the mandalorian then it just sort of like just sort of ends and they go oh, on okay. and everyone sort of goes on their way and uh boba fett goes back to um most Eisley no goes back to Tatooine and reclaims claims the throne that Jabba the Jabba the Hutt used to sit on and that sort of stuff so that's setting up his new story arc so they've got so many cool characters in that that they're sort of branching off and giving them their own spin-off tv show or spin-off movie or whatever mm-hmm. so like start like all of the stuff that Star Wars is doing right now is so good for their brand right like they and have I- the they have the MCU and it seems like they have the Star Wars expanded universe now too. So yeah, it's exciting times. Uh, the book of Boba Fett, that's, is that going to be featuring the Mandalorian as well? Because I think I saw him like on the, um, the image for, for the, the show coming out. Yeah. He's probably on set. Um, on set. I, I haven't really, I haven't really heard much of it until since the episode aired that said that that was coming out soon. Right. Um, but it still might be another two years before they get that in the works. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I think okay. I think the season I think season two of the Mandalorian will come out first, and then the book of Boba Fett will lag behind that. Okay. Um, I think I saw both it, of those should be excellent. I think I said it says December the book of Boba Fett. Oh, um, then. Which is pretty soon. I that could be wrong, but I think the one source that that I was looking at said that. Oh. Um, then maybe I'm backwards. I don't even know. I'm not sure um whatever comes out whatever comes out of the star wars hat i'm probably gonna be watching so maybe i should get get, into it yeah i should get into it if you ever get into star wars i'm i'm available for any podcast for any podcast yeah it's like every episode recap for star wars (laughs) um but you watched the bad batch and i did not but i've heard some pretty good reviews on it what did you think of, of that show and i guess what was the plot of the show too so i can I can learn a bit more about it. So it's still going on right now. There's still episodes coming out every every Friday. So that's uh, 
that's sort of my weekly routine is to watch it on every Friday. So essentially what it is, is it's an experimental clone unit. That's not like the regular clones. They have uh, genetic mutations um, that make them better at what they do. So there's, there's five of them and each one has its own special ability. Like one's super strong, one's a good tracker, one's an excellent marksman. Um, one is like very smart and like good with tech. Uh, and then one is like half robot, half clone. So there, okay. you got all of those characters. It's like and Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially it's um, the time when Order 66 comes out. Um, all the inhibitor chips work in all of the regular clones, but it doesn't work in experimental clone unit 99, which is all of these guys. Okay. And essentially it's not working for them. So they don't conform to the empire. So now they're on the run and they're being hunted by the empire. Cause they're like, they, they're not conforming to the system. And so it just follows like what they're, what they're up to and the different characters that they meet. And they do a lot of tying in with, um, uh, they do a lot of tying in with like the episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and um, and like Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated series. So there's a lot of tie-ins yeah. and stuff with that, and it's just if you like Star Wars: The Clone Wars, you'll like you'll like this. Okay, and is it coming to an end soon? Like, there's only a few more episodes, or I don't I don't quite remember. Um, yeah. How many episodes are we on right now? I think we're on six or seven. Okay. So I imagine they'll push it to 10 at Around least. 10. Yeah. And it's but like an hour long episode each, I guess. No, like they're that. like, no, they're like for TVs. They're like 25 minutes each. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Yeah, you could so. really just get through that in, in a day almost, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once a week, that seems like, it seems like they should be releasing two a week if the episodes are, are that short. Cause that's not that much content unless the episodes are like jam packed with content. Yeah. Like, they're not overly jam-packed with content. So like it's, it is a bit of a grind waiting for only 20 minutes, 25 minutes every week, but yeah. Um, but the show has been good so far and that's good. I would recommend right. it if you're into the star Wars brand, but it's not for everybody. Right. I know a lot of people who just can't get, who just can't get into it. So either you like it or you don't. What would you recommend for someone like getting just getting into Star Wars, like do you recommend them watching all the movies first, or do you recommend them starting on like a TV show like The Mandalorian or something like that? Or what would be your advice? The good part about like shows like The Mandalorian is they're sort of standalone away from the rest of the Star Wars product. So like if you want if you want something that's a little bit more palatable um, as like good TV, The Mandalorian is a good place to start. But if you want to get like engrossed in the whole Star Wars uh the whole star wars brand i guess you could say yeah. start with the first start with episode one uh a phantom menace watch all the way up to episode six of the movies and then watch star wars the clone wars the animated series and that's like pretty that's like the bulk of all the star wars products and then you can watch the sequels but the sequels are kind of i don't recommend them so Right, they don't, don't need really, to watch. Don't really yeah. your time, but like they put out so much content now, I can see how it's like, it's very, it's very hard for people to get into because there's just so much stuff yeah. you have to watch in order to be caught up. Like I'm already, 
I'm in it. So like you're caught up. Like my, yeah, I only watch my one thing per week, and yeah. I already have all the previous knowledge. That's sick. Yeah, it, it's nice to to follow the storyline, and it's it's the yeah. same with Marvel, right? You don't want to get behind. You don't want to miss anything because then like you're you're way behind. You don't want to have to be trying to catch up. You want to be up yeah, to like date they, with the current stuff. Yeah, that I like. That's the problem for everyone. Like starting a starting a series that has like six seasons. It's like, oh, do I really want the time commitment? Yeah. Especially like the older you get, like the less time you seem to have because you're working on your career, you're working on whatever exactly. else you're doing. So. Yeah, and I guess that's the tricky part with all these TV shows now because people just kind of want to go to the theater and watch a movie, and that's less time consuming than actually like sitting down and watching like an entire season of a show or waiting like week to week for each episode but yeah. uh i mean it, it's good it's good quality television and um i think marvel's done a good job and i'm sure star wars is, has done a pretty good job of of enticing the fans um and i think disney plus is just a great uh platform now that's yeah. just going to keep expanding yeah so. Dis- disney plus is disney plus is weird though because like they only really have like the old disney products so they're like way behind Netflix, whereas like Netflix has all of its Netflix originals and all the all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like if you're really into Disney products, like Disney Plus is is uh, is perfect for that. Like it's got all yeah. of the old all of the old uh, like family classics that most yep. people grew up with, and then and then but their access to like what stuff they can put on. Like they have all of the Star Wars stuff, they have all of the Marvel stuff, and then they've got a whole bunch of smaller uh companies that they purchased over the years so like there's actually a good amount of content on there for them not putting out that much that putting out that many tv shows or movies yet but they're only gonna the repertoire is gonna just keep getting bigger yeah for sure it only kicked off like a couple of years ago so it's only gonna get bigger but I, i don't know if it's ever gonna transform into netflix but I mean, personally, I prefer Disney Plus just because probably mostly because of the Marvel stuff. Like Netflix just has like the Avengers and like Civil War and like yeah. a, a couple of the Marvel movies, but, but Disney's got got it all. So, um, yeah, you want to talk some some hockey a little bit? Stan- Stanley Sounds. Cup predictions. I need to I need to ask. I feel like if it's if it's this close to the end of the year, the all the guests that I get on, I need a Stanley Cup prediction. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming down to the end now. We got uh, Montreal and Vegas tonight. Montreal can advance to the Stanley Cup final with a win. And Tampa and the Islanders are going to game seven on Friday. So that's up for grabs too. Uh, let's go with the Tampa Islanders series first. Who do you think is going to win game seven on Friday night? I'm feeling the Islanders. I, I, think, it's, I think the Islanders take it and advance and then... And then I got the Habs. I got the Habs. You got the Habs. You got the Habs tonight. Yeah. Habs yeah. Gonna... All right. Yeah. Carey Price is too much of a luck box. Like, he's just like, he's like, he's too good in the playoffs. Like, he's, he's a brick wall. He's, yeah. the only re- he's the only reason the Habs, like, even made it out of game one of the Toronto series. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's such and a it shame. seems like the more he plays, like, the more playoff games he's in, like, he just keeps getting better. So I don't yeah. see. I don't see how the Golden Knights are are gonna break through that guy, but yeah, we'll have they to got see what happens. they got two games to do it. Yeah, but I'm I'm leaning towards the same direction as you. I, I think Montreal ends it. I don't know about tonight, but I I would feel really confident heading into a game seven as well if I'm a Canadians fan. 
But uh, it's tricky. Like Vegas is still in this series. Like they just have to win two games. It's not like a, a huge task. Um, and especially I think like Robin Leonard's playing tonight instead of Flurry, and he played terrific in game four. Yeah, so, that was a mistake. That was a that was a game five mistake putting putting, putting Flurry back in. in. Yeah, I think like so, just dude. just like they should have just rocked the same guy they had and just like seeing what happens. And if he loses that game, then you put fully back in for, for game six tonight yeah. and you see what happens. And then if you win that game, then, then you poke your head up at when before game seven and say, who do we want to go with? Exactly. Yeah. But it's that, like, but it's like he comes off a really good game and you just put him back on the bench. Like that doesn't seem, that yeah. seems counterintuitive, but I'm not a, I will never know <laughs> what the coaches are thinking or what, what makes the most sense. I'm not one of those, one of those fans. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying though. I think they should, you stick with the hot guy in the playoffs and especially as your goaltender, like Leonard came off. Was it even a shutout? No, I think it was a one goal he let in. But it was like 41 days of rest, right? It was for Leonard. Yeah. It was, yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, 40 days without playing a game. And then you just have to like, Alrighty, chief. Here you go. There you go. You're figure, starting in that. Yeah. And then he's starting tonight as well. So I think I think he's ha- gonna have a big game. I think Vegas has a good chance of winning tonight. Still, they're probably gonna play their best game of the series, facing elimination. And then back home in a game seven, it's gonna be tough to beat them as well. Um, but they just gotta I, get two I, goals, and Montreal be smooth sailing. Right, because Price is only gonna let in one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm gonna say Tampa in the other series. Tampa. I think, I think Tampa's just too good. Like, like the Islanders have all that momentum now, but I think Tampa can hold them off in a game seven. But Kucherov might not play, which is gonna be a wild card because he got injured last game. Yeah, he got it in the ribs, right? He got a he got a cross check. Yeah. So nice blow to the ribs. I know, but yeah, if if he doesn't play, then I'd be pretty concerned. I think if if I'm Tampa, because he's a big part. But if he's playing, like I, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, the Islanders um, will lose that, and the Lightning move on. But in the other series, it, it's it's tough to say. But I'll say Montreal because I want to see it happen too. But in the finals, who do you got? If it's Islanders and and Habs, Islanders in five. <laughs> Islanders in five. Wow. I like I just I just wow. I, I see the Habs running out of gas and they just like <laughs> I was not expecting that. Islanders in five games. Like I'm a Habs fan too, so like you like I'm I'm not being biased. Oh, true. Like, yeah. Or I'm being less biased than if I just pick Habs the whole way. But I think like the Habs are just running out of gas and like some of the what was it? It was game two or game three where it was something like 36 shots to to like 11 for the Vegas Golden Knights. And they somehow squeak a win out of that. And it's like, oh my goodness, like... They're just hanging on, right. They're just like, they're just riding the coattails of Carey Price and they don't yeah. generate enough offense. Yeah, I'll, I'll say if, if, if the Islanders win game seven and it is Islanders-Montreal, I think Montreal wins the series. I think Montreal has a tougher, like a way tougher chance uh, of winning against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is just such a complete team, but I, I think Montreal would love to play the Islanders, like especially like well, mostly just because it's it's not Tampa. That's probably the main reason because they have no chance against Tampa. I don't think. I don't want to say no chance, but 
probably going to end in... Yeah, they, they were like supposed to have games. no chance against Toronto, and look how that turned out. That's very true, but Tampa Bay Lightning is not the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't have the yeah. playoff curse of not being exactly. able to get out of the first round. Exactly. So, um, But yeah, I'll say Tampa, Montreal in the final, and it might, it might go to seven, and then Tampa's on, on home ice. It's, it, I don't want to go against Montreal, though. That's the thing, because they keep surprising me. So if I yeah. don't say Montreal, like I kind of regret it because I want to say Montreal. I think they can actually pull it off. Um, but yeah, so so you think Islanders in five though? Like that's your that's your final prediction? If they make it there. If they make it there, right? Okay. I mean, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I I don't I think it's gonna decide. end that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna end that quickly. I hope it doesn't. That would be terrible for Canadians fans. I'm yeah, I'm not that big of a follower of of hockey but i've enjoyed the playoffs and all that sort of stuff so yep but i'll take the i'll take the the super risky bet with islanders and five okay let's see if it pays off um okay to wrap it up let's talk a little bit about the blue jays have you been watching much jays this year a little bit not not too much yes same here really but i think we we kind of both probably understand like what's wrong with the team though like we see the offense is doing really well, obviously. Vladdy's having like an MVP caliber season. Um, Bro, they Springer's just need back like now. two guys in the bullpen. They just figure yeah, it out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to get to. Like, they just, just need figure it two out. guys in the pen because they, they blow too many leads. So, I yeah, mean, it's like they'll put, yeah. the, the offense will put up like six runs in the first five innings. And then once you get to six innings, six, seven, and eight, where, you're, uh, where your starter is gone, like, <laughs> Montoya is just sitting in there like what the what am I supposed to do like (laughs) yeah yeah because everybody blows the lead like like Rafael for like uh Chatwood they just blow everything but Romano's been okay I think the last yeah but but you can't get four innings out of him is the problem yeah that's true you get get one and a half good innings out of him or two innings out of him and then what do you do for the other two and you leave him you leave him for eight and nine so well, they just signed John Axford, like that 38-year-old uh, Canadian pitcher oh, who was on the Jays uh, like a couple years ago. But I don't know if that's going to pan out that much. It's kind of a wild card with him. But, yeah, I think at the deadline, I would probably look at adding at least two guys in the bullpen and then maybe maybe even a starting pitcher as well. Like if, if they want to go for it this year. Because I think right now they're – they're like five and a half games back of first place in the East. Um, Cause Boston's been terrific. Surprisingly, I, I wasn't expecting them to be this good. Yeah. They sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then like the Yankees, I think they are a couple games up on the Jays. Um, but yeah, if the Jays can string like a big winning streak together, they're right back in the thick of things. And yeah. like, they could still get a wild card spot too. Cause I think Tampa's like not too high up on them in the wild card race. Um, but yeah, are you on in the same boat? Like maybe go after a starter uh, at the deadline. Yeah, they seem they seem fine offensively. Like they need to bulk up their their pitching staff and their rotation and options to have in the bullpen because what what they're working with right now just isn't working. So yeah, yeah. Do you think like they Either, have a chance to? Oh yeah, keep going. They're like, like they're going to need to make some serious moves at the deadline if they want to get enough guys to be a contender. But if they're not going to do any moves or they're, or they're not going to be 
they're not going to be competitive this year, then start bringing up guys from AAA and sort of seeing what you can work with from guys from AAA and then sort of try and bolster the development and get people acclimatized to the big leagues and then get them in and then get them ready for, for next year. But, Definitely, yeah. But, like, their offense seems too good to just be wasted on – on like not going for a playoff spot so yeah we'll see what happens it's i mean it's it's kind of like 2015 in some way i think i think in in 2015 like they started their season off with with drew hutchison as their starting pitcher and then at the deadline they get david price and then stroman came back from injury so like they had that one two punch and they also had marco estrada which was a steady guy in the rotation as well now they have ryu and I'll put Alec Manoa there in that conversation. I think that's a pretty good one, too, to have. Uh, then they have, like, um, uh, Steven Matz, who's been okay, I would say. I think he has an ERA over four. But, I mean, that's an okay – that's okay for, like, a fourth guy in yeah, the rotation. Robbie Ray's been okay as well. He's been, yeah, Robbie Ray's been okay. So. Yeah, th- if they add, like, another middle-of-the-rotation guy, I think they're – they're going to be set for a playoff run, but they have to get there first. And like I said, like they're like five and a half games back. So like that might not seem like too much, but they would need a big winning streak to make up some ground on Boston. Especially like you said, like with the, with the Red Sox being sort of a sleeper pick, but they're, they're playing very well and they're stringing together wins. So yeah. But Vlad sort of came, Vlad sort of came out of nowhere. Like, compared to the last two years he played like the last two years he played for what people were saying about him. He was playing pretty poorly. Yeah. Um, but he just, he's finally living up to that, that hype and that potential. Whereas Bo seems to be going in the opposite direction. Like he's steady and consistent, but he's just sort of, he's not quite, he's not quite there when you compare him to some of the other young shortstops. Uh, yeah, not yet, but I think everybody kind of compares him to Tatis, but I think Tatis yeah. is, is just like he's another type of player. Like that's the problem is like Tatis is a freak of nature, so it's like yeah, it's tough to compare him. But I I don't think Bo is has hit his peak though yet because he's still so no. young. Like no. he's gonna get a lot better. I don't think he'll like he could get to to a Vladdy caliber, but I don't think he's ever gonna have that same power. Obviously, like he he might hit for a better average than Vladdy at, at some point in his career. Yeah, he's just not big enough. Yeah, but, I mean, Vladdy's putting up, like, triple crown-type numbers right now, and yeah. let's hope he keeps it up because he's only, like, 22 years old, and he's going to have a great career if, if he's putting up these numbers right now. So Yeah, can the problem is, is when they actually have to pay him. Yeah, exactly, you know? He's don't like don't, he's... don't do the thing that the Leafs did. Don't compete. start competing when uh, you give the big boys the contracts. Because now, now you know Matthews is getting paid, Marner, Tavares. Like you got to win when these guys are still on their rookie deals. And I think it's six years, right? The six-year entry level contract for baseball, I believe. So yeah, something like that. Vladdy's on like his is it his third year now? I think. So you got like a three-year window, and I think they can do it in in a three-year window, for sure. They could win. You think they could win in in three years? I sure hope so. Like it would be good to have it. It would be good to have a Toronto team to cheer, to cheer for again. And like 2015 was was crazy with 
all of that sort of stuff. And you have a lot of homegrown talent now. So it's like, you, they should be able to put something together. Yeah. But like, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Cause like the Padres and like the Dodgers, like just keep seem to getting better. And it's, it's not fair. I, they got like, a ton of money. Yeah. Like they're just like, they're just Goliaths and they just suck up all of these good players and they don't really give a damn about how much money they spend to do it. Yeah. But same with the Yankees too. Like I was watching some of that Dodgers Padres game last night. That, that was like a really good game. Um, I forget who, I think the Dodgers ended up winning it like late in the game, but those two teams are just really fun to watch. And like, like you said, the Dodgers are just stacked from top, top to bottom. Like their rotation is one of the best in the league. Their lineup is stacked. Um, like they just, they won the world series last year. Who did they go out and get Trevor Bauer? <laughs> like, yeah. how do you stop that? It's insane. Yeah. But he's peaked. Like he's not getting any better. He's not getting any better, but he's still really good. He's, he's yeah. got like a two ninety ERA this year. Overpaid or underpaid or oh, paid uh, the right amount. No, overpaid. I think overpaid. any, any pitcher that makes the amount, the money that he's making is, is overpaid. Cause especially on the Dodgers, like he's not even their ace. Yeah. Like, and he's got that fat contract. Yeah, I know. The Jays might have done it, but uh, they said they got Ryu. Well, they settled, settled for Springer. I would have preferred Springer at the end of the day. What's going on with him? I haven't really been following. Is he like... Well, he's been hurt for most of the year. What the heck was he doing? Like, I... I... Not, well, he came into the season with an injury. Um, and then he played, I think, like three games. Then he got injured again. And now apparently he's great according to him he says he's great uh and he's played the last two games or three games and i mean he hasn't been good he's batting over uh batting under 200 um but he has two home runs in like the few games that he's played as well but i'm sure he's gonna heat up at some point let's hope yes just have to wait at least he's back you, uh, playing in center field too yeah what do you think of uh of the sticky stuff where they're checking all the all the pitchers more more rigorously now and why did that start? Do you know why that started? Yeah. So, funnily enough, Trevor Bauer actually it was has been tweeting about it for it seems like the last five years or whatever, talking about how uh, all these pitchers who have ridiculous spin rates, it's not natural what they're what they're able to do with the baseball with no foreign substance help. Right. So a lot of guys have got their own special concoction things like that. There was that one, I think it was a Dodgers, like, it was like a Dodgers, um, uh, he was like an attendant or whatever who, like, worked in the clubhouse. Right. And he had his own special sticky stuff that if you put on the ball, you can raise your spin rate. Yeah. So now they're finally, now they're finally starting to crack down on it because everyone's like, what the heck's going on? And they're going after all of the big boys. Like, Jacob deGrom was the first person to get, to get uh, checked to get checked right. and it's funny because so many people came out and said no nah, he's clean like he's just a freak like just yeah what he does is one of one in the world that can do what he can do yeah. on but max scherzer got like yeah i saw that got checked like four times in one game or three times in one game and he was just he was just a little pissed because he's like you already checked me once and i was clean yeah like, it's way too excessive honestly like do it do it once a game max like I understand, like, just do it once after the first inning and let the guys settle into in, the game after that, I would yeah. say, right? Yeah, or even do it before the inning starts, like before the game. 
Yeah, because like the like the managers are gonna use that as a way to like rattle the pitcher. Like they're gonna be like, they're gonna send the guy, the send the crew chief out there every every. Is two it the manager that decides? No, decides. at the beginning of the game, right. they just check because they have to be checked now. Yeah, but before before they had all these rules. Yeah, uh, right. The managers. You'd, you'd come out and you'd be like, I think he's got some yeah, some yeah, sticky yeah. stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well, I don't yeah. Know. When I always I think of that, I, th- I think of Michael Pineda. And, like, I think he got caught, like, two or three times with the pine tar, like, on his neck. Yeah. The neck and, <laughs> and the glove, was, like, I the think. one on the wrist. The wrist, the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. No, it, it's funny watching uh, Scherzer. And I think uh, Sergio Romo also got uh, checked a couple nights ago, and he was pretty animated uh, yeah. as well. So, yeah, well, I think like, I, it's very excessive, though. It's a, it's a weird It's a weird sort of – it's a weird conversation to have because on the one hand, like when you're pitching on those cold days, like I've played on those cold days, like you cannot grip the ball to save your life. So like, where's the line between like just getting enough to grip onto the baseball versus like stuff that it's adding a ridiculous amount of rotations per minute. And yeah, I don't know. There was like the Trevor Bauer phenomenon where he went from like, 1800 average rpm up to like 2400 which is impossible to do without help from some stuff yeah, like some sticky stuff yeah and i've heard some i've heard some stories of like people hire professional chemists to get them like the perfect mixture of stuff that i don't know like it's ridiculous what what they seem to be doing just make it legal and then everybody can do it and then uh they they're gonna um cause a lot of problems for the hitters yeah well there are it's already like an all-time low of uh of averages right now and i saw a good tweet it was like it was like people are wondering why averages are so low when they're shifting them into oblivion like playing everybody into the shift yeah guys are are throwing 98 with four feet of run and like and like now they've deadened the balls a little bit so it's like you've got the perfect storm of just uh, the ability Great to get guys out. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you think of the shift? Do you think the shift should, should stay legal or do you think there should be like a limit on, on that? Um, I'm pretty indifferent to the shift. I feel like you might just have to train hitters to be better hitters. And then the shift won't be much of a problem. I feel like that would be better, but I know everyone wants to yank the ball over the fence. So I think, yeah. I can see bunt. it where like, yeah, I can see it where like you have to keep your shortstop on it on their side. So like you can only put him so far as second base instead of putting like three defenders on the right side and having like just the third baseman playing where the shortstop does. Yeah. Um, but I'm sort of indifferent to it. Like my yeah. team uses it. So like it's, it's moved down the, the levels of baseball. I think that that does it for the show then. Um, talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, it's good to have you on Nathan. Thanks for, for coming. Thanks for coming on. I'll put your Instagram in the description below. Um, anything else that you want me to plug in, in the description, your, your stats or anything for, for UBC? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. My stat line's not too great with, uh, our season getting canned last That's year true, and right. like half of the season getting canned the year before. So there hasn't been that many games that's, uh, that I've played in the UBC uniform, but hopefully we can change that for this. Uh, no, I'd just like to thank you for your time and uh, having me on. And uh, hopefully we get to do this again. This was a lot of fun. And 
I'm a big supporter of the podcast and everybody who's watching, uh, follow this guy, spread it around. He puts a lot of time and effort into all of his podcasts and things like that. So if, if, uh, you want to show him some love, he, he does really good work and, uh, and, uh, appreciate it. Hopefully we can blow him up into the next Joe Rogan. Let's see. It's a big, it's a big ask, but Hey, you never know. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Nathan. I appreciate that. Um, where can people find the, uh, the games? Like, can you live stream get the UBC games, like on a website or something? Yeah. So we just got, we just got a, a big, uh, a big donation where we ha- are getting um, brand new cameras put into our field. Oh, nice. So if you just go onto the UBC baseball website, uh, there's a link where you can live stream all of our games. So our season starts late February and goes till, uh, goes till end the end of April and then playoffs start in May. So, uh, follow right. us. Sure. Yeah. I'll put that link. Play in the, yeah. I'll definitely have to tune in to a couple of games next year for Beautiful. sure. Then. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for the show. Yeah. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video, show Nathan a lot of love and we'll be back uh, with another episode coming soon. So I'll see you guys later. Take care and peace.